This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. Welcome to Save Eureka, podcast number 30. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Hello. I, I think I'm sitting behind you <laughs> for you some reason. <laughs> it's cool. But then I'll make microphones. Yeah, noise. whatever. That's yeah, all good. So, yeah, this is fun. This is uh, exactly the kind of issue we were talking about with, uh, with what's happening with Eureka. Actually, this is the... Uh, <laughs> We're actually live at the uh, GWC 2012 meetup, and Woo! yeah, and it's fun because you see the thing is there's <laughs> we're doing podcasts from like 3 p.m. until essentially 10 or 11 or midnight. Yeah, it's so, a podcast ganza. Yeah, exactly. So this is there has to be the time where everybody goes to dinner, and 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 Eureka, sadly. <laughs> Well, we did just pick up a third audience member. That's right. <laughs> there, there, we, we have some people in, in uh, listening in via Ustream today, all the, uh, all the Miss-Up crew. All right. Uh, Miss-Up crew. Miss-Up crew will yeah. support us. You know, yeah. yes. <laughs> we'll get our good. own audience with Blackjack and Huggers. <laughs> But so no, yeah. uh, we thought that what we do is talk about some some of our favorite Eureka moments, some of our uh, you know general sense of the show, and you know just rather than focusing on one episode for this time because you know it's hard to get everyone to keep up with the watch when we're Absolutely. the meetup. You That's know. a great way of saying we didn't get around to watching the episode. <laughs> We've seen them. It's like yeah. You know, we get new Eureka, though, in like two weeks, three weeks, something like that. I, yeah. Yeah, then we get season five, which was recorded like, what, forever ago. So. Yeah. What's that? I was expecting like July, maybe. Oh, I think it's April, oh, is it? April 16th. Cool. Yeah, I think is so when it's just coming a few back. weeks, that's great. So, yeah, and it's great. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, is you wonder how they keep all that under wraps, because, I mean, they've been done with it forever. Yeah, how do you not lets you know the storyline accidentally out. they're all on twitter and everything you know? <laughs> every i think every single one of them is on twitter i think you're probably right. well, well most a, of them yeah most people yeah they're mostly on twitter <laughs> <laughs> and where we're at in the rewatch uh, we just saw the episode where zane joins the cast and i, I feel e like that equals mc e equals mc just ellipsis MC. question mark yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, I feel like that's kind of where the show becomes modern Eureka. Like, I mean, I know we've been saying this forever. Like, oh, you can feel it getting its feet. Oh, you can feel it turning into what we are used to. And, you know. and season, when we get to season four in the rewatch, it's going to be a blowout. It's great. Yeah, season four is pretty crazy. Have, have all of you seen all of it? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool. Hey, I had kind of a really weird, really specific question that actually oh, yeah? was about something that you guys said. Uh, it was either in the last cast or the one before that. And you remember when you were saying that Allison was coming off as cold? Yeah. Like, this is mm. the coldest Agreed. that she kind of gets. Yeah. yeah. And I was wondering um, if you guys thought, or what what factor do you think her clothes and her dress played in that? Because in that episode, I, I went back and thought about it, and she's wearing, like, gray, like, monotone gray pantsuits, and she, she has her hair... a lot, though. But she has her hair pulled straight back into, like, a tight little bun, and I was wondering if you guys perceive that as, like, a little bit more severe. So you're saying the hair was cold, not... 
necessarily. Well, no, I mean, I wonder if that, like, if they were trying okay. to em- emphasize that she had that attitude know. or... You know, I, I think what the... In, I remember the discussion that we were having, and I think it was more along the lines of the, the actions she was taking. Like, she, she was being pretty distant from Carter. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know. I... It, that probably helped to play to that. Right. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm going to guess that, yeah. Well, one thing I've noticed is that um, in later episodes especially, the more uh, warm, I guess, she gets, you know, the more... Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> the, uh, the more she kind of opens up and becomes... Well, eventually uh, has more of a relationship with Carter than now, right? Yeah. Um, she wears her hair down, you know, she wears, like, warmer colors instead of wearing, like, black, gray, and white. She wears, like, brown and red and blue. I don't know. Is it bad I didn't notice that much? You know, I think it's because uh, I've been teaching media analysis in my, uh, I think in my writing classes. I wasn't indicating that. I just so it's just like, you know, you, you do it so many times and, like, in your sleep, you're like, what does that mean? What does that color signify? Yeah, I think it was more actions from me. I thought you liked Allison. I thought you would have I noticed. do. No, but I, I think she was really kind of like, uh, I don't know. The job is kind of crappy. It, it's, a, it's a rough job, you know, because let's face it, those people in Eureka, they screw everything up. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty scary. I mean, if there was a place you would want to live, I don't know. Eureka would be fun. But then again, I mean, it's pretty scary because when they screw up, fun, they screw up. Fun with impending death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fun right up until you're dead. Oops. Right. Know? We kind of blew it, and uh, sorry, you froze to death in a quarter of a second. Yeah, yeah like that guy who, enjoyed that spot. In, the first, in season one, the guy who shattered. Yeah. It was like half a cow, and then a guy in his bathroom. Joe's room. like, I think I found a finger. You hope that's a finger. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the classic, classic Eureka slipping that in. But Yeah, they do a great job of putting kind of a, a family show with a lot of innuendo in it. I want to ask the couple of people who watch Eureka and actually came in. Seriously, though, what are, what are your favorite moments? And you can go forward if you want That's past, true, yeah. past the rewatch. By I mean. all means. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, I like the show, but um, I like when uh, Carter has, like, you know, the episode where right before uh, when Joe... Um, We do this all the time, by yeah. the way. <laughs> um, where he goes in the future and he was living, and then it's slowly like the timeline's getting reset apart. over and over. I was actually going to say the, the same thing that that's one of my favorite uh, moments. Yeah, when, when Carter keeps going back in the time loop, and each time he's um, realizing that he's taking damage from it, and it's eventually going to kill him, and he has to he has to find a way of fixing it. And, Is that one where that? Oh, right. By having more time so you can figure out this thing. Cause he's right. Like, he can't. Oh, yeah. The same day that um, Allison and uh, what's his name was going to get married. Right. Oh, oh that's yeah. a rough one. That's, I mean, yeah. It's already a rough day for Carter because, you know, Allison's getting married. Well, to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when he gets to show up at the end and explain. Yeah. Wow. That no, was the spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well. Oh, yeah, that's one of my favorite moments in the show is Stark. Yeah? At the end, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if I ever had a problem with him before that, that's where he kind of redeems it. You know? Yeah, agreed. Stark, Stark has, a, has a hero's way out, definitely. Yeah. Well, so that's why he's such a, you know, he's, I 
kind of like him. He's a good boss, you know. He, like he takes that position. He's like, I'm the only one that can solve this, you know. And I've got to do this to save the people I care about. I always thought he would come back, like something. Me not too. Like, not like he did, you know, in season four. I know what you mean. Like actual comeback. They find a way to get him out of. You the seem time. It, it would be it wouldn't be beyond Eureka to come up with something like that too. You never know. I mean, we're not quite done yet. No. Comes back and be like, hey, I'm back. <laughs> and then, he's gone. <laughs> Takes the kid and run. He'll show up with Billy from BSG. Oh, my God. Oh. Boxy. Yeah. Too soon? <laughs> Sorry. I, I agree with Dice K, though. I think I that yeah. you get this big redemption moment. Um, and I think he would be a really good boss. You know, like if it were my real world that he was in, I think he'd be good to work for. I, you know, even though I don't really like the way he acts, he would be good to work for because he's super professional. I think that's what we were talking about with with uh, uh, um, with Allison. Because see, like when Allison takes on that job, she's not as quite as good at it as he was, and and it's tough because she has to be kind of crappy because you have to to do that job. It's almost like that job demands a person that is like really on it and deep down is going to do the right thing and make everything work out, but is kind of a jerk a little bit. That's the perfect person for that job, which is Stark. Yeah, you know? yeah I guess. I mean, Stark is going to be kind of abrasive and he's going to, blunt maybe is more, more to it. He's not going to... I think he's beyond blunt. I think that he goes out of his way he, okay, to say he, mean he, things quite a bit. Right, maybe a little yeah. bit. <laughs> but, it, but again, at the end, it's rare that you find somebody that's like that, but when, when it really comes down to it, it's going yeah. to do what needs to be done too. Yeah, yeah. Point, sorry, I didn't mean no, interrupt. Like, oh, I just realized, like, he didn't even know he was going to have a kid. So, like, Allison finds out later she's pregnant. So, I mean, who knows? Him having a kid could have been a game changer. Mm. You know, make it more. That's true. More I don't know. We, we had kind of an interesting discussion around, uh, you know, the, the dream episode, which is funny. But. <laughs> It is. It's a pretty good time. I have Fargo's dream and, and or Joe's dream, actually. That's pretty entertaining. Oh, yeah. Right and, I, and I was like, Chuck, if you could see anybody's dreams, who would you see? You know, and he's like, I don't want to see anybody's dreams, I and I don't yeah, want I'm anyone like, to see my uh, dreams. <laughs> it should not work that way. That's just wrong. But, but yeah, in that one, you know, we were talking about how he, he um, you know, he really does. We, there's qu- some question whether he really wants to understand more the artifact or he wants to help Kevin. But I think it's both, most definitely. He definitely wants to help Kevin. But um, I, I don't know. I, I ride on the edge with it. Sometimes I think that he just really, he wants to help Kevin so much that he's willing to just say, to hell with it. Like, where I think Allison wouldn't quite, wasn't quite willing to be like, okay, uh, I'm going to put everybody else in harm. She is just close enough to say, I'll let him do it, you know? And he is willing to do that. He's like, to hell with it. I'll let everybody else get hurt if I have to. I'm going to... And in the new timeline, has the artifact affected Kevin? The oh, answer's that's... never been yeah. like, given. Like, hey, did it really... That is an interesting point. Because yeah. he would never have been at the lab getting, you know, his, you know, working right. with doctor to have the effect. I, I hadn't considered that. That's interesting. So. Huh. We had not considered that, dude. <laughs> and they never really addressed it either. They're like, I mean, yeah. like plot holes. Like, you'd be like, well, if Stark, if Stark could have lived. <laughs> Which I would have liked. Which, even though that, that you remember, um, they had the, the um, 
those chips were, um, I forget the character's name, Joe Martin's mm-hmm. character, and, you know, his wife. Oh, Henry. Henry, yeah. sorry, Henry. And, um, you know, they had the, the transmitters to, like, link up so they right. could feel each other or whatever. And, you know, and then they all get zapped, and all they're seeing, like, their past, like, ex-girlfriends and, you know. Yeah. So Stark could be alive somewhere else. You know, that's one of the things I love about the show is that every kind of tech issue or, you know, um, technological or magical thing that's going on in the episode, it all stems from something that's very real that we would wonder about. Like, what if you could, you know, go back in time and, and change things? Or, or what if you could stop time and not get canned from your job, you know? <laughs> or, or what if you could have a chip and the person that, you know, your spouse or whatever, what if you could read each other's thoughts? You know, like, these are all things that, to me, that's like elemental. Do you do this all the time? Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That, that episode of Star Trek Next Generation where uh, Crusher <laughs> and Picard have that like thing where they can read each other's thoughts. And she realizes that he doesn't really know what he's doing. He's he just, just making crap up when he doesn't know what's going on. And he realizes on. that she's super like witty and sarcastic in her head but never says it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, like those are, to me, that's core, like fundamental sci-fi because it's very very human stuff and we wonder what if which is why i think the the network slogan is so good i mean what if that's what it is to me sci-fi doesn't necessarily have to be spaceships or robots i love that stuff you know no doubt but but what makes it cool is get in eureka too yeah absolutely but i think what makes it cool to me as um you know like a humanist and and someone who loves the humanities and and gets into all that stuff as well it's like it's a human question what can we uh we ask all those same questions no matter what level of technology we have to deal with it all throughout time we've always wanted to know the same things what is it like to be you you know if i could know your dreams what would it be like you know i'm sure people thousands of years ago wondered that too thankfully we don't have to find out (laughs) yeah because you talk in your sleep (laughs) no i'm just kidding i do however not particularly valuably no (laughs) although uh there was one time that you were singing the back to the future theme in your sleep and i thought that was awesome that is awesome yeah you you fell asleep early good dream yeah i I came and i found you like crashed out and (laughs) you're like what (laughs) or that's indiana jones right I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I won't wake him up here. <laughs> How geeky can you get, right? That's awesome. I have, I have to welcome Kier here and, uh, and, and, and... Dice K. Yes, I'm, I'm trying to think of the right name you want to be called. Dice K is fine. Dice K is fine. <laughs> so. Kiki Rowan is here. Absolutely. So. Holly's here. Fuck's mom is here. Yay! <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I feel like I, I came to Eureka really late. Like, in fact, I, I have to eat more crow about it. Like, in so many things. I was just really dumb. I, I, you know, I was watching BSG, and it came on beforehand. And it was, what, in its second season? Third. Third. It was like... Uh, Man, I mean, it would come on, and I was like, "Man, what is this stuff? Why do they put this on? Just put oh, you PSG on." Yeah, already. we kept seeing come the commercials, on. and we're like, "Oh, that looks so cheesy. Look how chipper it is and bright colors." I'm coming at it from the mindset of, well, the network is using this as the lead-in show, so they can try to give us some traction. Yeah, exactly. You come at it with this certain amount of 
preliminary disdain and you've preconditioned it and, and then you think, oh, is this going to be another one of these things that, you know, sci-fi being sci-fi again or, you know. Or, they did that with Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, though, it, you know, whereas with Flash Gordon, it didn't pay off that much. But with this, I mean, when I finally got around to watching it way late, you're like, wow, this is... A, you know, I think the other part of it that really kind of screwed me up was that there was this real turn around BSG where where before BSG, everything was sort of happy on TV for the most part. Or even when it wasn't, it was kind of cheesy, not happy, you know? And then BSG comes along and BSG was like really ugly. Like, I mean... Well, it was they, very gritty and, yeah, and but, violent in a lot of ways and unsettling, psychologically disturbing. And but you think gritty a lot of times and it's sort of like, well, you know, it's kind of real. No, I mean, for this, it was like bad things happened in, an, in a way that was damaging and disturbing, you know, often. And, and if things were, could turn out well or badly, it's probably going to turn out badly. And, and that was very fresh. You know, it was new. You didn't, you didn't really see that. So it, it caught all our attentions, I, I think. It didn't mind anyway. And then you kind of wanted that, you know, and you compare everything to it. And you're like, well, that's just kind of cheesy, you know. And then a couple of years later, I find myself kind of going the other way where it's like, because for the longest time, everybody wanted to be that way. Uh, and, well, and it set such a great standard of quality for that type yeah. of thing. You could see why people would want to imitate it. It was really funny. I, I can't remember if it was the first or second time we talked with Colin Ferguson. He said that. He said that he and a lot of other people thought Eureka was going to be that way. And they were expecting it to be. And they were like, it needs to be dark like Battlestar, you know. And it was funny because you can't, I can't imagine that, you know. Well, you saw it eventually get through the first season where they wrapped up on the first season. Some of the things that they started to just... To tap into in the second season, you could see. All right, well, they've got the potential. They can throw the switch anytime they want it. But they decided, you know what? No, there's there's too much comedic talent here. Uh, that's that's very subtle. Uh, there's a lot of people that just, uh, as a result of some of the previous work that they had done in, in, in other programs, they got a, a decent rapport. We'll toggle back and forth, and we'll let the audience roll in and out with that tide. You know, we're gonna we're gonna drift there once in a while just to make sure that we've got a hold of your heartstrings. But we're not going to crush you as seems to be the trend at the moment. You know what's interesting? Um, I heard somebody talking, and, and I'm sorry I don't remember if it was on NPR or if it was like a, an instructor that I had or, or somebody, you know. But I remember someone who was kind of um, in the industry, like a writer or something like that, was talking about how the arts changed specifically after September 11th. And it was kind of interesting to look at how, you know, we always ask the question, like, does art reflect life or does life reflect art or, or where, Answer, do, where does yes. it begin? Yeah. And uh, in, in this case, um, it seemed that the art reflected a lot of the feelings that people had. And that moment was so serious and, and such a dark time that uh, there was a while after that where um, I, I would say between like 2001 and 2004 ish. The stuff that was really popular in theaters and on TV and everywhere was pure fantasy escapism. It was like everybody wanted to escape. And that's when we got Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. And I'm not saying that, you know, if Peter Jackson had waited or, or started earlier, it wouldn't have been huge. But, but if you look at all the things that ended up being successful, there's this strong trend with escapist fantasy in that time. And then right around 2003, 2004, the kind of... Uh, 
strong public desire for reality and gritty and all those like um, forensics shows and all the CSI and all the crime explosion of crime shows. You know, you had like L.A. Law, but then you get, you know, in court shows and you just get this huge number of cop shows and investigative reporting and 24, you know, hunting down terrorists and reality TV explodes. And um, and whoever was talking about this, I remember, was saying that people, when there's something kind of a, a cultural event that makes everyone kind of sad or depressed or whatever, it takes a while before they want realistic media again. So they go through like a, a phase. And it reminds me of music as well, you know? I mean, in the early 90s, grunge was huge, and I... I was really glad when that ended. Not, I mean, there was a lot of good music in grunge, but it just was so depressing to listen to that yeah. 96 or whatever happened, and then suddenly everyone is like, okay, take a breath. I'm tired of that. Let's, let's have some major keys occasionally. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, thank God. We're actually getting some response on, on oh, yeah. uh, Twitter, which is pretty entertaining, most of which uh, to deal with you talking about me singing in my sleep. <laughs> Barb wants to know from which end was he singing. I saw that. He, I yeah, he was singing from the, the proper end. Yeah. At that moment. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, I left the room before it could shift. It's funny, you talk about, about uh, life uh, imitating art or art you know, imitating life. And, and it's kind of funny, that's an emergent system, right? And, and you get yeah. used to this. Anytime that happens, you, have, you, know, you, you don't really have a causal arrow. You can't, you can't point. Um, it's like the Ouroboros issue, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah, it is. I mean, you don't know what where things start. They just do. They just sort of come, uh, arise out of it. Right? You know what would be cool is to have the Ouroboros symbol, but instead of a snake eating its tail, have the Slurm Queen with her tail. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great t-shirt idea. <laughs> the, uh, the GWC t-shirt exchange is going on outside, right outside the door. I, I, I mm-hmm. wish I could see it. Is it going well? I see yeah, lots of... There's got to be at least two, three dozen shirts out there. Wow. Oh, nice. That's awesome. And a big stack of DVDs, so if you want to get your Stargate... Wow. Oh, wow. That is awesome. How cool is that? It is awesome. I know. I got a, I got a sweet uh, dinosaur shirt. A thesaurus shirt. Was that yours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Winchester shirt is tempting. That's cool. That's, that's pretty awesome. I have to check that out. So uh, <laughs> we're getting tweets from people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> nice, there we go. That's but, funny. Between, I, I was trying to reconcile in my mind what I thought was my favorite arc in in Eureka. Mm, like, I know what mine is. Where you've got like the, count? the the season one like artifact arc or the uh-huh. the the Kim and Henry arc in that we have in season two. Oh, or, that's or a the, good one. Uh, Kind of the overall Allison Stark Carter arc that kind of bridges all of that, the romance arc, or the Time Bridge, time bridge. stuff, or or the Astraeus project. You think my mom's saying Time Bridge? Yes, Time Bridge is pretty cool. Time Bridge is my favorite. Yeah, Astraeus is probably the second. Yeah, I, w- I would think that that's probably my order as well. What do you think about how they cleaned up Eureka when when they go back in time? Like I thought that was pretty interesting. Like I mean, on one hand, you're kind of like. I, I could buy that Eureka was different than the country oh, okay. as a whole. Right. You know? Like we were talking about one of the things that we noticed when uh, Fargo's grandfather 
wakes up and sees everybody is that you've got a diversity of people and as far as he knows it's the 1940s and yet there are you know black people white people all these people to get and women you know, the, you know yeah when they come back the when, when he wakes up they show the first thing they show is is uh is allison yeah and we talked about that how he kind of like his eyes seem to pause on, on certain people around. but uh but yeah i mean not but to, it's the same thing in 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 season four yeah, right? when we when, actually get to see Eureka in that time and period. And Eureka is integrated in 1947. 40, is it 47? I guess, 8, something like that, right? So. I mean, it is supposed to be in Oregon, but that doesn't make a difference. It's 1947, I mean, you know? It's, part of it is, you've you got to imagine that it could have just been cleaned up. They just decided we're not going to address that, so it's just not. But on the other hand... It would be cool if it was deliberate. You, you kind of feel like maybe Eureka was special. You know, Eureka was some kind of unusual place where they were just, you know, not just apparently advanced technologically, but they were also advanced socially, and they figured some things out, or, you know, 40 years early. You know what, what would be... <laughs> Carter had to deal with a hate crime? Because, like, I mean, like, everyone's so smart. Like, why would you do something so stupid and ignorant? That actually... A different kind of smart sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah... Yeah, because, I mean, some of the most brilliant people in the world have been, like, horrible yeah. racists. But um, but I think that Eureka people are, are smarter in different ways, too. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think... And I mean, like, you know, like how Carter kind of just stumbled on the whole town. He was just driving through, got in a car accident, and walked to the nearest town. Could anybody just drive through this town? Apparently so. I wondered about that as well. <laughs> Like, how people are all these do, though? Yeah, how are all these people showing up in this top secret town? But it's not like you see, like you know, if I were to just like drive through Oregon and I was like, oh, here's a nice little quaint town, you know, they got bed and breakfast with a psychologist as the hostess. Slash- <laughs> You're half right. <laughs> She's like a hostess slash. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? She was not thinking therapist as the oh. second phrase hostess. So, I mean, even if someone were to do that, like, do they just, like, have it on some back road? Like, you have to, like, if you were to drive past it, you would have missed the sign. They never address this, but I always thought that there was some kind of special serendipity about Carter's arrival there. And we see in the very first episode, Allison drives him into Eureka through that big barrier where things are like... Which never, never appears we again. We never see yeah. that again. Yeah. yeah. So... Like, oh, once you pass through it, that's the only time you'll ever... Yeah. Yeah, we got bored with that. <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say also is that I think it'd be cool if, going back to what you were saying, Chuck, if there was this implicit argument that they never actually... Well, I guess that's hence implicit, right? <laughs> um, but if there was this argument that because Eureka was progressive enough and enlightened enough to be like socially more equal early on, that's why the people there are smarter and more successful and are able to collaborate better and you have more um, abilities for people's individual genius to flourish. You know what I mean? I do. It's, it's kind of a neat... I don't know that they're making that argument, but you could say that they were. Agreed. I don't no. know if I want an entire town full of smart people. Like, what if somebody was like, you know what? I know where this place is. Nuke. <laughs> <laughs> Put, talk about putting all your eggs in one basket, right? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, you know, I would just feel bad about myself all the time. Like, I need someone around me who's not as smart so that I feel better. <laughs> I'm sure they have, like, uh, like degrees of, like, uh, like discrimination. Like, oh, you're only um, 167 IQ? 
sorry. I'm sorry, Carter. This is what you must feel like all the time. Oh, that oh, was, that was that mean. Was mean. That was just mean spirited. What a Reno yeah. 111 is <laughs> again. So nobody's, there's no poverty, there's no, I mean, like say, the only classism is how smart you are, or maybe... That's an interesting point. Everyone does seem to be of the same social class in that town. I kind of wonder about that, though. Crime and stuff, you know, regular everyday type crime, Is it possible... Is that... Yeah, they all eat in the same place. No, I was, yeah, that was, that's my dumb question. I'm like, so if I just drive through there, do they give me free food, too? No, right. because then you know no, something was off. No, you have to pay. Everyone else is free. It's like Air Force One. You get a bill later for it in the mail. But that's another thing. Is that is that another way that Eureka is different? Because my understanding of human society is that it's always hierarchical in some yeah. way. Well, that's there's what, a never been a society that didn't have some kind of hierarchy say, of power. And, when that, when I see that, I don't think, and, and I, I just naturally think we're just not seeing them. Because, like, they don't show you who cleans the place. You know, they just don't. There are a lot of things yeah, that are Yeah, it's like that guy in Battlestar Galactica when, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Uh, crap. Uh, Zarek. Yeah, when Zarek was like, look at this guy. <laughs> he's been scrubbing toilets for a year, and he's not even paid. The you guy's like, that hey, guy? that's right. I walked right. over, and I would have handed him the brush. I know. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> here you go, man. Now it's your turn. I got a job for Thanks you. Thanks for pointing it out, Tom. <laughs> the, the janitor of Eureka is someone that was PhD that has some Sonic vibrating thing. Probably if he Sonic No, it's stuff. someone who's ABD That's like, a, like the dry cleaner. Cleaner. He's got four What's that? The, dry <laughs> uh, the person who, was, who runs the dry cleaner Oh, oh yeah actually the one who, She caused one of the problems Uh-huh Invisible uh, state Yes yeah. <laughs> Oh, and the woman who runs the uh, That freaky like Chicken farm The, the chicken. Oh, let me, come on Let me clone this chicken breast Oh, yes. <laughs> you, got, you guys, let me just a informal poll. You really thought that it was grosser that they grew the chicken than the chicken coops? Were, were... I think it's grosser that they clone the chickens. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Man, I don't know. That place looked cleaner than a chicken coop. Because everybody shot. poops. That Something that doesn't poop is just freaky. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> so let it go. I'm just like uh, I mean, even even like when I'm cleaning, you know, or like taking the tails off of shrimp or whatever, you pull that little like that little black line off of it, you know. I don't like it, but at least it's natural, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, but I'd like to have my chicken without hurting chickens. You know? I am some of the same way. That's a great point. That's a great. I'm the point. the same way. I really, I really like chicken, but I'm not going to give it up. But if there are a way you could do it without hurting chickens, I'm like. But how do you know those little blobs of goo on the wall aren't sentient? Very true. <laughs> <laughs> sentient breasts. <laughs> that needs to go on a t-shirt Thanks. <laughs> you yeah, yeah, right. yeah, and then it can go. say the feeling goes just both ways across, just print it across the yeah. chest of the shirt breast, the feeling goes both ways <laughs> oh my <laughs> yeah we may have to do that yeah yeah Checking the Twitter stream. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said poop. <laughs> They're LOLing in the chat room. I oh, yeah. would love, I would love to eat meat that didn't hurt chickens. I'm, I'm with you on that. They are disgusting. But, how they were raised, though. 
Yeah, see what I'm saying? It's like, come on. Okay, but what if, what if you could Place raise so chickens in a way? What if we could use technology to raise chickens in a less dirty way? It's not Still economically feasible. At the fair, yeah. you take the duck and you like turn it over and look at the number on it. Chickens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck. <laughs> Hydroponic. <laughs> the eggs just sink. Oh, that's brilliant. There's like a conveyor belt at the bottom that filters out all the eggs. I imagine a chicken in a little apartment, you know, it had a little TV and couch that it sits on, lays on. You know? I was. Uh, Chickens playing poker. Yeah, like yeah, that. Chicken run. Like that painting of the dogs sitting around playing poker. Yeah. I don't want to be a pie. <laughs> Lexi <laughs> went on holiday. <laughs> See, that's what happens. But still, you still have to kill the chicken at the end. Mm. Yeah. You can avoid that. No I'm down. <laughs> you can try, but it'd run away. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Would, would you feel better if you had to fight to the death with a chicken? No, it's not fair. <laughs> I'd play, chi- I'd play chicken with it. <laughs> I'm imagining this bird like attacking my face, you know? It's <laughs> like a family guy. Oh. And then you're the chicken We're both on motorcycles facing each other. Battle chickens, yeah. Chuck a bows. Like, you know, Peter and the chicken guy. Right, exactly. See? He kind of took him out and then made a nice little chicken dinner for the family. Predictions for season five, as long as we're here. Uh, Vince makes chicken again that makes everyone dumb. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, and then I'll be the smartest person. Except well, he uh-uh. ate the chicken too. Yeah, so, uh, well, we're we're in the Astraeus arc, so I would say that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to predict that they find life on another planet. I'm going to predict it was all a scam and that they're just elsewhere on the planet. <laughs> that they never wind up going. It was really kind of like uh, the kind of like when NASA faked the moon landing. <laughs> they just transferred to. I can't talk to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Would be f- high methane content in Arizona. <laughs> what do the people there eat a lot of burritos or something? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Stratus mission, you know, the yeah. whole planet was full of methane. Well, they went to all right, that trouble right. of splitting mm. splitting up into into those groups. You know, making it painfully clear you were going to have these two groups with things going on. Barb says, gets up and performs interpretive chicken dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Does that really warrant a lot of deep interpretation? (laughs) Maybe. You haven't seen the dance, okay? You don't know. How do you know? So what are your predictions for season five? Me? Well, you know... I, we know that they only got the one episode to really wrap it up, but they did twist the sepin, second half a little bit, right? Like they had already written this, the whole season. Oh, when they knew, yeah. And they, they managed to like bend the ones that weren't completely full produ- through production. And then they got one episode that was completely written and, and performed afterward. You remember everybody tweeting about going back for it, right? Yeah. So, uh, so that's going to factor into it, right? We're going to see an Astraeus mission that was really looking forward like something else was going to happen afterward and somehow in the middle it's going to start to wrap up right I think it would be cool to, to bring back one of the characters from early Stark. on you know? bring back Stark 
I want to know what happens to Beverly. I want to see Beverly, like, get hers, you know? I want a mind wipe. Oh, that'd be awesome. (laughs) That would be awesome. Such a thorough mind wipe, yeah, that she loses her personality. Doesn't, oh, I forgot, Beverly goes to Gitmo, you remember? <laughs> <laughs> and then comes back. And then comes she back. She does, that's awesome. Because yeah. she's unkillable, I mean, essentially. She's awesome. All she needs is like a white cat to stroke, and she's like the perfect villain. <laughs> a white chicken. <laughs> God, I forgot that she goes to Gitmo, that's awesome. <laughs> I, but yeah, I want to see what happens to her like in to the end. I want something crazy. Yeah. Something like No, like maybe she'll get sent back in time and she'll have to live as like, you know, ah, I know. All right, this is what's going to happen in season 5. They're going to um make some kind of uh machine that ends up accidentally Beverly's going to tinker with it for her own greedy uses and it's going to fling her back in time to uh 1690s Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> and then she's going to be She's going to be hanged, you know, perse- uh, prosecuted, not persecuted because she deserves it, <laughs> prosecuted and hanged as a witch in Salem. And then she's going to be buried there, and then they're going to move her remains to Eureka later on, and then we're going to go back and loop around to the first time that Carter shows up in the first episode. They're going to refilm it like they did with Back to the Future Part 2 slash 1. And then we're going <laughs> to see him showing up, and then we're going to see Beverly like rise up out of her grave from 1690 and she'll be wearing like 1690 Puritan dress and stuff and she'll be like a zombie ah yeah nice that's what I, I like want. your ending that's what I want to happen alright <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh mister I'm my own grandpa <laughs> I want Carter and Allison to end up together I hope so wait, wait are, well she's on the ship She's stuck on the ship, so they have... She's on the fracking ship. <laughs> so they have extra food or, you know, extra suit? Because, like, aren't they, like, getting slingshot? Because they're, you know, the pods. The yeah, pods. they're doing mm. the slingshot around the sun thing from from Trek. Trek 4. Trek 4, right? <laughs> Let's go pick up some whales. There's, like, a whale hanging onto the back. <laughs> then they're going to fly really fast around the Earth and turn back time. Well, it's time I'm for sorry, us to, I, it's, every time you say that, I think of Cher on the battleship wearing the two ribbons <laughs> and the cap. It is time for us to wrap up. All right, well, I am so happy to be here with you guys. I know we got like a, a small crowd for this. Oh, yeah. um, it is fun. I'm glad to be here at the meetup. Um, and I am glad for all the Miss Up people, too. Indeed. We love you guys. Am I working on that show? Oh, am I going to build the show with Beverly Zombie? <laughs> Maybe so. That'd be yeah. good cosplay. Be like The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead meets Eureka. One. Uh, thank, thank you to the uh, the people that obviously showed up and uh, on UStream as well. We've uh, had oh, nice. about eight to twelve people in and out. So uh, thank you to them. And uh, yeah, this this is a lot of fun. It's awesome. We'll be back next week with another episode. From everyone here at Save Eureka and GWC, thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch Eureka or other fun shows with some of the friendliest people in geekdom, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. We'd love to hear from you as well. If you have something to add to the show, give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. 
Financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate.